Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. The trials you encounter will introduce you to your strengths. Epictetus. It is unwise to walk around with the amount of knowledge at our fingertips, teaching us new ways of thinking, and then openly saying that you don't know how to deal with your stress. We know more than the ancient Stoics did. While we can use their written experiences, there is a level of understanding that they could not fully comprehend the way that we do today. For example, why do I do the things that I do? Or why do we react and respond the way that we do? The Stoics make it very easy sometimes. (laughs) Let go of the things that you cannot control. Easy enough, right? Can I control it? No. Okay, then stop thinking about it. In many ways, it is that easy. But in many other ways, it requires a lot more reflection. The thing with stress is that it's sometimes hard to let go, but why? Rufus once stated that the most difficult thing is breaking the habits that our minds fall to. Before, when it comes to stress, we react properly. Our mind relies on what it knows, not what it thinks is best. Understanding oneself will bring us closer to dealing with stress. Understanding that how we respond to stress was actually taught to us. Most times, not even specifically taught to us. So don't put so much pressure on yourself as to why you don't react properly or understand how to properly deal with stress. Your parental figures and those around you taught you. But as a Stoic, we do the internal work, the internal reflections to reframe the mind, to make better choices, to deal with stress. This is not to say you should blame your parents, by the way. As I said, they didn't entirely teach you to act improperly to stress, but they showed you by example. Take a child of 5 to 10 years old, because it does start when you're younger. He or she is throwing a tantrum and the parent responds with disappointment or anger, telling the child to stop or throwing them in the bedroom to quote-unquote cry it out. Essentially punishing the child because he or she doesn't react properly. When in reality, the child does not know how to deal with his or her stress or discomfort. If this is the main way a child has been taught, what ends up happening is the child grows to avoid the parent or other authority figures when the child encounters issues or discomfort when they grow older, being forced to learn by himself or herself. 
further creating anxious attachments to people and possibly refusing to ask for help as an adult. The child was taught that any emotional display or discomfort is to be punished. Another direction or a possible outcome would be aggression because of the frustration of not being taught how to properly deal with the stress or discomfort, not being taught how to deal with the root cause of what's causing that stress or discomfort. Now, how do these translate into adulthood entirely? Well, like I said, aggressive or avoidant humans who have only ever been taught that any display of emotion is wrong and should be bottled up. This causes the spiral and refusal to let go of stress because they don't know how to work through it. This is a short and sweet example, by the way, but you get where I'm getting at, right? We are taught how to respond to stress. And just to close those examples, the proper way to teach a child to deal with stress and prepare them to be functional adults would be to guide them through their emotions, telling them that it's okay to express anger, but to teach them to control it in appropriate ways. My fellow Stoics, this is how we examine our lives. This is how we dissect the way we are. Now, after we critically analyze ourselves, how do we deal with the stress as an adult now that it's been instilled in us? Well, there is a simple way and then there is the way that requires more work. But before we get any further, have you heard about the exclusive content from the Stoic Sage podcast? In addition to the two episodes a week, we will be releasing exclusive weekly episodes that discuss topics around morality, modern politics, and general controversy. As Stoics, it's important to expose and practice our virtue with even the most challenging topics. This exclusive content will be available to those who sign up via the link in the bio. All episodes will be ad-free and unfiltered, as much of the ancient Stoics were with their opinions. By signing up, you are tremendously supporting the show. These additional episodes will be live every Friday, and you will be able to see them when they are posted, but they will be locked and or unavailable depending on the podcasting platform you are using. I am very excited to be presenting these episodes, and I thank you all for your continued support thus far. So let's start with the simple way. Marcus Aurelius would say, the quality of life is determined by the quality of your thoughts. Seneca would say that we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Zeno said that in order to conquer the world, you must first conquer yourself. So the first thing is to understand that we are the masters of how our lives play out, increasingly based on our thoughts. This is based on the law of assumption. And if you haven't checked out that episode, I go into more detail. But to sum it up for this episode, the things you think about, whether they are bad or good, create a reality that you will live. Your actions essentially are subconsciously following that path, further confirming the reality that you are playing for yourself. So, you have to keep yourself in check. Moderate yourself by asking yourself regularly, was that thought I had beneficial? Is this current thought that I'm having helpful to the situation? 
Am I in control of the potential outcome? A couple of other thoughts that you can have is a simple tree thought, right? Is this within my control? Yes, then stop worrying and do the things you need to do to move forward. No, then stop worrying of what could be and prepare for what will be and what could be done. Prepare for it. Essentially, you must look at yourself from a higher vantage point. Have a conversation with yourself. Critically view your actions and use your best judgment to make the best decisions. Now, for a more complex way of dealing with stress, Plato once said that the unexamined life is not worth living. Let's refer back to the beginning of today's uh, podcast where we must identify who we are and why we do the things that we do. Specifically, with dealing with stress, it's important to understand the question, why do I handle stress this way? Why do I respond to certain situations this way or that way? You need to examine your life and the core memories associated with those. Because at some point, you were taught to respond to a, in, in a certain way. And it is either a bad thing to learn to begin with, or it was just never corrected or modified. I'll give you a personal example. My parents were never wrong. My parents knew best because I was young and they lived through life. I wasn't really allowed to question them. And for the most part, my feelings were invalid if it was against what they thought or felt. What did this do to me as an adult? Well, I had a hard time speaking up to my managers. I felt as though my opinions were invalid and whatever decisions were being made around me were the best because they were the authority. This made me feel unheard and frustrated many times. And I would get anxious or stressed when I was asked for an approach or a decision. Already going in thinking it wasn't good enough. Because what authority had presented was final. Is this the fault? Now, as an adult, is this the fault of the company if I feel that way? Of course, you could argue that the company didn't maybe give me the space or the freedom to speak my mind. But in reality, it was me that was holding myself back, not the organization. You see, in the real world, ideas are built, not always the first time. Brainstorming is required. Being wrong and failing is normal in the real world. Our parents were the ones that were supposed to guide us to understand that it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be nervous, to challenge authority. If you were allowed to challenge yourself and authority, going into the world as an adult, you would essentially have an easier time dealing with the stresses of authority or in the corporate environment. If you weren't, you have to critically realize the realities of the world and understand that you need to reframe your mindset to better deal with the stress that is normal and natural to living in the modern world. Identify those habits that your mind naturally goes to and put it up against reality. That's the key thing that you must be doing. Most of the stress you then find is your doing. Reframe your mind by identifying the root cause 
and then adjust the core memory with what should have taken place. Accepting what was and how you were raised, but being open to updating your mind's mind. There's something to be said about mental priming, though, which are very popular thought exercises for Stoics to do. One way is thinking of the worst case scenario. The other is voluntary discomfort. The worst case scenario can be a tricky one, though, if you don't know how to stop yourself because you can spiral at times. In any stressful thing you're going through, try thinking of the worst case scenario and accept it as a potential reality. Accept it as something potentially endurable. Now, the key thing here, though, is to approach it with logic and reason, not emotion. An example of this being having an important presentation. And you're not going to think that if you fail, though, you will be fired. The most or the more reasonable thing that could happen is that the contract falls through or that you get a bad review. Don't let the Hollywood exaggerations get to you. Now, once you've identified and accepted the worst case scenario, take a step back. Identify what direction you could take to avoid it. Now, take another step back. Now, one more. All the way until you are here in the present moment. Now, take the necessary action to avoid or reduce the impact of the reality that you have accepted. But remain here, right here, in this present moment. You already thought about the worst case scenario. It's done. You've primed your mind. No need to continue spiraling. Do what you need to do and live here and now. The other approach to mental priming is voluntary discomfort. This approach prepares the mind to take on adversity head on. By placing yourself in discomforting situations so you know what they feel like and it will then become second nature as a response. I'll give you a few examples. Taking cold showers and exercising. These have physical responses that when done over time, the day you forget your jacket, for example, on a cold day, you know how to handle the mental hurdle of dealing with the physical discomfort. The exercise prepares you for when you need to exert force, like a physical altercation with somebody, or carrying one too many bags <laughs> of groceries when you're unloading your car. <laughs> Another is taking the long way home from work on purpose. This voluntary delay could help in situations where you are forced to be in traffic. Over time, becoming a relatively easy thing to overcome instead of defaulting to frustration and road rage. Going to the store and choosing not to buy anything for yourself. This could help you prime the mind to desire less over time. Placing strict budgets on yourself can prepare you for financial stability. When you choose voluntary discomfort as a form of mental priming, you are training your mind to be indifferent to things that really make no difference. You train your mind to understand what is worthy of your time and thoughts. 
what is truly worthy of stressing over. Remember, my fellow Stoics, that stress and adversity can be seen as a beautiful thing if you choose to see it this way. The trials you encounter will introduce you to your strengths, as Epictetus once said. Marcus Aurelius would say that adversity builds character. Remember that dealing with stress is a natural part of the human experience. However, it is our duty to moderate how we go about handling it. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.